Good morning, this is Christine DiGiacomo. Today's morning briefing is called Tools. I was ready to move on with New Year's thoughts, but truthfully, I have heard from so many folks about it's not supposed to go like this, that it warranted a little more consideration. See, there's a lot going on out there. There is pain, grief, worry, struggle, fear, and for some, just immense challenge and the need for growth. But my friends, no matter the task at hand, we do not go it alone. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. God has told us. For the last couple years, as I have taught through Paul's letters to the Galatians, the Thessalonians, and the Corinthians, I noted how he expressed his great love and concern for the young Christian believers. You might not be able to relate to Paul's feelings toward these folks, but inwardly, I thought about how I feel about those I teach, lead, or encourage. May I say that I really relate to Paul's soulful desire to see them flourish in their faith, especially when they were facing persecution and trials of various sorts, the like of which most of us will never know. A teacher with the heart of a shepherd or a pastor, feels in his very person the struggle and pain of those he leads. At least this one does. There are times that I can literally feel in my body the pain of those I love who are hurting. can't really explain it, but it is there just the same. The good news is that I have something of substance to give to those who hurt those who struggle, or even those who strive for something which is humanly impossible to master without the touch of the master. A couple weeks back, my heart went to my young friend, Al, from Long Beach, who had tearfully shared his fear of dying with our group, wondering how much longer he has to live, being that he is HIV positive. Understand that when I make the drive south, I do not leave the struggles of my Long Beach friends behind. I think about them, pray for them, and ask God for ways to extend life-changing, life-giving truth to them. I also think of my dear Amy, who is daily ministering to her terminally ill father, while inwardly her heart is breaking. I think of several who desperately need jobs, of the heart of a father watching his almost grown daughter make one dreadful life decision after another, compromising everything she was taught as a little girl. I think of a woman whose sister is days from death's door, soon to leave two young children and a loving husband behind, and I could go on. But then I think of Jesus Christ. I think of how he must have felt when he looked around at his beloved disciples, knowing he was about to leave them, knowing they would feel so bereft, would not understand his leaving. These men who he had called, taught, loved, lived with, ate with, and with whom he laid his head down to rest. Don't you know his heart swelled with an aching empathy for them? Oh, I'm so sure it did. How he loved them! Yes, Jesus knew he would not leave them fatherless, and he would send them a comforter, the Holy Spirit, though for a little while they would not understand. Paul wrote, Now we see dimly, but then we shall see face to face. Ah, yes. And so to Al, to Amy, to those whose hearts are breaking or are so terribly worried, to those who desperately need work, 
I bring you the power and might of the one and only Almighty God. I take you to the 20th chapter of Second Chronicles, in which Jehoshaphat's army is about to be annihilated by several other warring factions. It is an awesome lesson when illustrated with green army men, hills and canyons made to come alive in full view. Can you picture that? What does this great leader do on the eve of his destruction? He prays, and he galvanizes others to action. He gets them praying. We do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you, he says to the Lord. Do you think the Lord left him hanging? Do you, Al? And how about others of you who are truly experiencing a time of immense stretching? In your moment of tormenting pain, do you think he will abandon you? Do you think he is too busy with someone in China, New Guinea, South Africa, or Kurdistan? Do you think that you will turn to God, pray to him, and he will turn a deaf ear to you? Not a chance. Matter of fact, every time the children of Israel cried out to God, he heard, he came, and he answered. It is my aim to equip you with tools for battle. Whether you utilize them for offensive purposes or defensive, you need to understand the great truths of Second Chronicles 20. The battle is not yours. The battle is the Lord's. He will fight it for you, just as he did for Jehoshaphat. Neither he nor his men ever had to fight. So tool number one, the battle is not yours. The battle is the Lord's. Believe it. If you'd like to read this, you can go to pastorwoman.com, click on Morning Briefings, and the title is Tools 